Hi, and welcome back to the How to Decorate podcast from Ballard Designs. We want to teach you how to decorate your home and unleash your inner decorator. So we'll be interviewing interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world, sharing the trials and triumphs of our own homes, and also answering your decorating questions. I'm Caroline. I run the Ballard Designs blog, How to Decorate. And I'm Taryn. I'm on the product design team at Ballard. And I'm Karen. I head up branding at Ballard. We're your hosts. Hey. Should we do some trials and triumphs? Oh, yeah. Yes. You know, I love a trial. Makes so, me feel good about my life when you guys have trials. When we have trials, <laughs> guys. Today, I'm going to blow your minds with my trials. Do it. Okay, go. go. I'll go first, and I'm so sorry. So that we're all let down? But you're all like, yeah, then you guys can lift us up. Okay. Um, Wait, I'll do my triumph first because it's positive. Triumph, I got, finally, I've been dreaming about this for years. I don't know why I've never done it for myself, but for my birthday, I asked for um, the large roll of Arches watercolor paper so oh, that I can yes. paint you like a You have talked about this for years. I got it. Yeah. How big is Arches it? is that beautiful watercolor paper that is the best, or I think it's the best, um, just the way it absorbs, and I love it. And... Um, it's from France, and it's just it perfect. From Royal, anything from France is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and, and they've been doing it since 1492. So they <gasps> just Columbus like... Columbus sailed the ocean blue? Yes! Since <laughs> Columbus, like, headed over, they've been making this paper. He needed watercolor to record right. what he was saying and I bring it know. back, right? Anyway, I got the big roll, <laughs> and now I'm, like, frozen with what do I... What oh, yeah. large... It's like getting a new journal. Karen, what do Don't we know need to write painted for our house? We need to give Taryn some projects. Actually, it's a mural. It's like a large mural. Wait, how big is the roll? I need to understand. Um, it's the width is like it, the normal. Oh, how long are my arms right now? Thirty-six inches wide. Yeah, that seems about right. Yes. And so then it's like what fifteen feet long or something. Yeah, it's like. So I it's love not, that I made up the dimensions and you told me nothing. Yeah. Well, that's because people are going <laughs> to Google this anyway, and then like figure out um okay so you think it's like 15 by three yes okay yeah and are you planning like a masterpiece on here or what oh <gasps> you should paint something to hang up in our new podcast room that's a smart one i know mm-hmm. you but can paint I something think. for me i'll take something make it like all you hot pink and bright colors because we're doing it all based on our hot pink chair logo yeah like yellows and teals and something like mm-hmm. a big floral, big floral graphic one? floral shebang shebang. So, so a big shebang shebang thing you made for a podcast room, I think. Oh my gosh! Please. I would like your birthday to be something for me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Now I'm like, if we do it for the podcast room, I feel like it does have to be black. What do you need for black? Your house? Do you not have a um? What I don't know. Do you have a wall big enough for this? No. So I've got to do something for someone else anyway, Karen. See. See. <laughs> I think you could expense the paper. <laughs> that would be even better. You should. I don't know. No, I'm really excited. That was my. But you should hang it on one of those plexiglass things. You can't mm. get that, a plexiglass oh. thing that's 15 feet long, can you? I bet you can. But you're gonna do Custom. only one thing. Oh, I no, want one, I want one big giant thing. You're gonna break mm. it up and do like three by threes or something. No, I do want to do. I want to try doing a large one because I can buy the big sheets and break. I like break yeah. them down. Yeah, this I want to do something really big because I have the opportunity, but I, I don't know. Okay, I don't understand why you would waste all of that on something. I mean, not waste. On one big. But don't you, you just bought it for the hell of it. No, or she you asked got for it for your birthday. Gift. But I'm saying you. I didn't purchase it for a something I've already dreamed up. I have not 
I and have, she already has regular paper. Yeah. Pieces. I just had the aspiration of I doing think, a long, like, floral piece. Okay. And so, again, I have not gotten... I feel like you I've haven't got. See, I just think you should do. I think you should save it till you get in, inspiration will come, and then you'll have this amazing thing. I think if you save it, you'll never use it. Okay, well, I'm going to take. See, somewhere between these the two are of you. two opinions. Report back. I'll let y'all know. Well, I didn't purchase it, so it feels more like I can just be like, use it. Yeah. Where if I had purchased it, I'd probably be like, all right, this was an investment. I need to like be very. All right, like, give wise. me an idea of how much okay. this thing costs. I think the roll is like two hundred and eighty. Okay. For this big roll. All right, so, so it isn't it isn't free. It's not every day. Right, no, right. this is definitely... Clearly, if you asked for for it for your birthday, it was something you were never going to buy yourself. Yeah, it was just, it was just that's that That's why price I feel like point. you should save it. No, don't save it. All right, report Or back. at least wait until you have something really spectacular in mind that you're going to use it for. Guys, I'm now going to take up all this trials and triumph time because yeah, this right, was let's way too Let's get to your long. trial. Anyway, I got the paper. Very excited, you two. I'll mm-hmm. make y'all some art. Okay. Second, my trial is a nightmare um it happened saturday um we went to on your birthday on my birthday i requested um pastries from little tart bakery at the farmer's market where we go like every saturday morning in atlanta um to go to st phillips yes at st phillips so it's at a church parking lot um we go there literally every saturday and so Elliot's wandering around my son and um, and he's eating mulch, you know, these days because that's the age he's at. So he's just wandering around us or whatever. And we're eating, like just eating on the curb and watching all the people, tons of people around. And I look over back at Elliot and he is holding a syringe needle <gasps> and he has his mouth on the top and I can see the middle needle like from the lower grip of his hand. So I know the needle part's not in his mouth, but I can see he has the top part in his mouth. I literally. I can't even imagine. I oh my god, Derek. obviously like knock it out of his hand, like you like you. That's your reaction, right? Anyway, we then essentially proceed to urgent care. You know, because you don't know if he's pricked urgent. himself. We don't know if he's pricked himself. Mm-hmm. We assumed he would cry had he because right, he's such right. a crier that you're like <laughs> he would have cried. Um, and we're pretty sure just based on looking at the needle, kind of like. As an insulin needle. But with all that said. Did you bring it with you? Could you like put it in a bag? They can't like none of the medical like facilities can like test it. Uh You'd have to do. Anyway, it launched into a nightmare of a situation of, you know, just the CDC and infectious disease doctors, you know, like to what level do do we take the HIV medicine Finding HIV medicine all over the city it took a long time. I had to like, you know, luckily the pharmacies were all so gracious and so many people helped me to find them. And so we went yesterday for a second opinion to our pediatrician. And um, anyway, long, long story short, we left the pediatrician yesterday morning being like, you have you need to take all these drugs and, you know, because we just don't know. Um, oh and my. yeah, you have to react so quickly that you have to make a decision. And then... Um, by the afternoon we've talked to a few different infectious disease doctors and they they actually then recommended we didn't just because of the likelihood that he actually pricked himself the likelihood that it's an hiv needle you know or positive needle Mm -hmm. um and then i found out that the actual statistic from the cdc or from these infectious disease doctors told us that it's if you know it's a 
positive HIV needle that you have stuck yourself with, Mm -hmm. you still have a one in 300 chance of actually contracting HIV. Wow. So, you know, hearing that and knowing we don't know if, we don't even know if the needle had HIV. We don't know if he pricked himself. We don't know if, so there's a lot of like, and these drugs are so hardcore and it's 28 days and it's a ton of drugs. It's a 28 day regimen. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So a he's night, little. And a night, you, there's no reasoning with him. I can't be like, you need to take. And it, and they're like a lot. It's a lot of drugs. I was like, I can't get him to take Tylenol when he has mm-hmm. to. Like, it's like a nightmare. And that's like a 10th or 20th of what I'd have to give him every day. So I literally, you oh my know. God. So. That was my weekend, guys. That was a trial. and Happy birthday. Yes. A complete nightmare, complete, like, shock. But, you oh know. God, I'm so sorry. I feel like that is the scariest thing you could possibly yeah. even dream up in your head. Like, Yeah, like, that. what else can you watch your kid pick up that's, like, worse? That's, like, pretty top, pretty top. Yeah. I cannot believe it. Like, how did that? I mean, there were tons of people around us. We sit there right, how do you every find weekend. That? Yeah. I have no clue, like, how he found that. And, of course, everything's straight to his mouth. Right. Um, so you didn't just, get the sticky end. You know? Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, God's watching out for us and obviously putting us in our paces, or through our paces, I should say. Um, so we have to pretty much do blood work now for the next few months to, you know, check. Just, like, so, once a month or something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully, again, statistically, we should be okay. But put him in your prayers. Yeah. Yet again, sweet boys. Tell us his name. Elliot Schwartz. Or Bernie. Or Bernie, sorry. I call him Bernie. <laughs> you can you can put put Bernie in your prayers for some just clean labs back. But um hopefully that was it. But talk about like just situations Oof. you can't even I mean, it's like completely Oh god, yeah. Like nothing, you know? So shouldn't have I mean, been you anything. want your kid to be able to like play outside. I, I mean Yeah. You okay, know? but now like, the odds are like one in a million that he'll ever pick up another needle. Right? He's done it. <laughs> Way to look on the Thanks, bright Karen. side. Thanks, <laughs> Karen. Well, I'm just saying, you know, I hope y'all don't get, like, obsessed about right picking up a needle. I mean, and accidents, it's not like you were, you know what I mean? Like, Especially things are going to happen. Well, yeah. I mean, right. I even, I honestly, I went to the church and, like, I, I went in and I was like, I just want you to know this happened yeah, so that course. you guys can start kind of, and they said, you know, we don't actually fully check that area because it's like a parking lot island essentially yeah. that we were, we were on sitting mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. but the farmer's market's all around this like island yeah so they were like we don't really actually you know our maintenance guy doesn't fully check that so now we'll make that part of the so i mean if it if only it helps someone yeah. in the future and i guess you know i i don't i don't know what the reason for this happening to us but just nuts but that was my trial guys <laughs> it wasn't house related and no decorating related but man hey it's your life yeah, so you guys got my trial this week. Oof. Oh my gosh. Dang, girl. Heavy. Yeah. I told you it was heavy, so I went first. Okay, now you have to lighten the mood. <laughs> okay. So people will actually listen to the rest of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. I mean, okay, Um, my trial. So I think I talked... I feel like I can't even remember what I've told y'all. Carolyn, you have had so many things. Like, I yeah. know. You need I just, to write there's a lot right going now. on. Because your house... But, Okay, so we took down the upper cabinets of my house, told y'all that. And like, it's really not that much space. I mean, it was just like probably 24 inches to the side, to the left of the sink, and then like four feet and a little change to the right. So it wasn't like a ton of upper cabinetry, but we took it down. And my um, grand plan was to put up shelves and some decorative sconces because I wanted more 
like ambient light in the kitchen mm-hmm. um, instead of just task light. Because mm-hmm. we entertain a lot and I love having a kitchen that feels really like warm and cozy right. so that when you're having Home people in. over, yeah, mm-hmm. anyway. Um, so is like, of course, you know, months ago, I was like taking the cabinets down. He's like, you're 100% sure you want to do this right? Like, this is sort of a permanent thing once we right. do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes, yes. So then the cabinet, then the shelves come. We've patched, we patched the walls. We were going to basically mount the shelf directly above where the back, the existing backsplash was. Well, we go to do that and we can't basically like it just was, you know, like floating shelves. Mm -hmm. They're beautiful because they look so simple, Mm -hmm. but then the actual mechanics mechanics Mm -hmm. of it. It, basically it had to be very precise the way we were mounting it there were only so many studs yada 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 mm-hmm. will try will and i tried to do it it was like all wobbly it i mean we're not something you would put like your dishes on mm-hmm. like especially because these were not just like some decorative shelves no. this was this is like all of our everyday stuff yeah. yeah anyways we had to have someone come and do it for us and it just Ugh. poor god Got there at eleven thirty. He was there until nine thirty at night. Wow! How many wow. shelves? Four. It was six shelves total. Wow! Um, I mean, worth the money then. If it took him that long, agreed. Plus, you then if they fall, you can blame him and not each other. <laughs> no, they're not good. Yeah, and they're like nice and sturdy. Anyway, so that was sort of like a. Uh, it was just like a week of going back and forth. Like, okay, we tried. We tried it the first time. Then was like, Will was like, ah, I think I can use this other thing. So then he tried this. Out. It didn't work mm-mm, again. Mm-mm. Anyways, but they're up and they are sturdy and they look great. My sconces are up. They look amazing. How exciting. And I'm really liking it. I've styled them all up. I think I'm happy with the styling. And did you do a triangle? The triangle that we did. Did you do the Keith Arnold triangle? I I mean, I I don't know that I consciously did that, but I do always sort of work that way, yes. Mm -hmm. Also. Like do you have enough storage? mm Mm-hmm. Good. I want something that's going to be like more of a freestanding bar in our living room just for more glassware mm-hmm. um, and to like put bottles, you know, of things. That, like, in your maybe living to, room? Mm-hmm. Is that what you said? Yeah, like in the living room, dining room. Area. And you start designing one up so we can make it downstairs. Well, I, I really like the Adele Raffia <laughs> one. I do like that's that one. That's my fave. And I've loved it for years. For, I just love adding that Raffia look into a room too. Yes. Like, Yes. So I think I cool. might do that. Like, and it goes road. with your like mid-century house. Yeah, yeah. It's I a like good it. clean line. Edit Jera is nice for that too. Mm, I do it like an Edit Jera. I need close. I want it to be closed. Oh, closed. Also, yeah. good idea because we had to move our open barware to the guest yeah. bedroom because of Elliot. When you keep that door open, I hear a little ding a little ring of glasses from the other room. Elliot. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so that's a good call. Yeah. So uh, I do need to start um, adding some. Uh, on that topic, uh, child proofing to the house because yeah, yeah. she's now super fascinated by opening opening the cabinet under the sink, which has like you know, oh yeah, Kim. all sorts of cleaning products. Yep, great. Um, okay, and then what is my well, my triumph is sort of the lighting. It all it all is Wait, up. It looks so pretty. I want to give a tip to everyone for that one. Okay. They do have the magnet um, child proof ones that are they mount behind, and you use this little magnet thing to unlock it. So visibly, your cabinets are gorgeous. Still, you don't oh, have the big plastic nice. chunky thing. Okay, the only ahead. negative is you are screwing these things in the back, but again, it's all covered, Invisible. so it won't matter in long term. So okay, but it's nice for because you can't see them. We put them in when Baylor was in our cabinets. My dog was in the cabinets. So um, you can can you them. turn it on and off? Yes. Okay. 
So like down the road, we don't have. They to have, have a little click on the back where if you want to just keep them open all the time, yes, absolutely, you can okay, keep it cool. so the ma- they're not activated. Okay, yeah. cool. I'll try that. Um, You're welcome, job, Tara. Thank you. Continue your baby proofing and and lighting is looking good. Also, okay, y'all, I recently fell in love with a new shop in Atlanta, Lamp Arts. Have oh, you ever been new? It's been no, no, fifty I, years. I'm sorry, it's new to me. <laughs> And it's like a half mile from our office. Yeah, I know. But I, and I've driven by the sign. It's pretty 8, amazing. Thousand times. I've never been in there. And I went in probably three weeks ago. And I, it is incredible. And they'll make anything into a lamp. They'll take your lamp and they'll make they shades. They have like a thousand shades. Mm-hmm. You can try everything. Um, there was a guy in there whose name I'm now blanking on who helps me pick out shades for some like Chinese lamps that were my grandmother's that I'm putting in the guest room so I don't, but I wanted new shades for them because they were all banged up um but when I was in there I it was also my birthday too and I got a new birthday present Will got me a pair of lamps from there which I mean we kind of didn't really need but they were just so awesome and I'll put a photo of them they go amazing on my um miles red marble side tables in my black mm-hmm. room mm-hmm. they're sort of like chrome elongated uh, pyramids sort of so they're probably about 24 inches tall like super shiny chrome um and then they have like a lucite base and then this like super tall skinny girl um, you were just going like the opposite your traditional like bungalow style uh-huh. and i'm you are a live-in i love this what room are these going in, in my black room yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, because okay. she now has a black room. Preach! <laughs> Which I love your television on that black wall. It is invisible. <gasps> it looks great. It's I'm brilliant. Such a Ooh, good idea. idea. Yeah. It's kind of real. I mean, you could even paint like a wide black stripe, like six inches wider than your television. I love that idea. Right? On any room. Yes. And then Ooh, hang your that. TV up there. It'd be okay. so cool and graphic. Why don't we try love it in that our idea. New conference room? Oh, <gasps> let's try it in our podcast room. <gasps> yes. 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 Oh, God. I love our brainstorming session <laughs> with everyone listening. <laughs> right? Hi. You're welcome. So, well, so you got new lamps. Yes. Yeah, so that's your awesome. Yes. Your trial and your all shelves. of my lighting is in. So I'm happy with that. Actually, I need a few more flush mount things. I'm going to get the um, the scalloped one that we have. That a white cute. for Blair's room and brass for our guest room. Cute. So, yeah. I'm. It's. it's What's the name of that one? Amanda Rothman was losing her mind over how cool that one was the other day. You know, she's like, I'm getting this for every closet I design from now on. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, yes, please do. It's called something with an S. Hold on. Suzette. Suzette. So, um, yeah, it comes in silver, white, and gold. And it's a nice looking little thing. Mm -hmm. Taryn designed it, as I recall. Yeah. And it kind of goes with our MS scallop bedding, which I have on Blair's bed. So, yeah. Anywho, I'm, it's, everything's working. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. Great. We still have some boxes to unpack, but outside of that, yeah. Good job. Very proud of you. Is it finally my turn? Yes, God, it's your turn. Is there still time for hours? I know, right? Yep, sorry. Skip we're me. out of time. Bye. Yours are short. Go, <laughs> Just Karen. They better not be too good. Okay. So I have been eyeing this um, sculpture and acrylic pedestal in this local shop called City Issue, which we've talked about before. It's sort of a mid-century shop. And I, I, I looked at it. I don't know, a month ago or something. And I'm like, that would look really cool in my dining room. What does the sculpture look like? Tell it us a looks like a, a head, bronze head that someone like hit with a baseball bat. I mean, I don't know. It's like got like maybe three faces on it that go different, you know, different directions, but it's a head. Okay. 
That sounds kind of grotesque. No, it's not. It doesn't actually look like it got beat up. I just mean like it's sort of a, a weird head, shape, but not exactly a okay. person's face. Okay. 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 Like Picasso we had. You know, it's a loose interpretation. I just like Caroline's face. She's like, Ugh. it looks like a head that got hit with a baseball bat. I'm well, picturing like, yeah. Mushed. I gotcha. <laughs> so anyway, I looked at him like, oh, that's really cool. Now, Joe Mooney does not know this. He doesn't remember that we have a credit at the store from when we did our basement <laughs> yes, renovation. So yes. to me, that's just free money, right? Absolutely. So I'm always going in there like, what can I get with this money? Um <laughs> So, and I need nothing, of course. So I, this thing is cool. I'm like, this would be really neat in the corner of my dining room. And I like the acrylic, the idea of an acrylic pedestal because it's sort of, you know, it just doesn't take yeah. any room and it's really neat looking. So I asked, I mean, I didn't do anything. And then they have a great website. And so I was mm-hmm. on there over the weekend, like, oh, well, let me just see if that's still there. It wasn't. So I was oh. really upset. So then... I just happened to go into the store because Caroline wanted me to sit on a couple chairs that she's eyeing. Well, I didn't mean for you to make a special trip just for that. I'm just using that as an excuse. Okay, I just went into okay, the store. I, I was like, oh Caroline my gosh, I didn't mean to send you on a wild goose chase. It's like a minute from my house. So anyway, <laughs> I went in there and it wasn't there, my thing. So I was all sad and disappointed. So I sat in Caroline's chairs. They were very comfy. Um... But then I turned the corner and there it was in a different spot in the store. Oh, good. I was so excited. So then I didn't do anything because I was in a big hurry. I had to go pick up my son from the airport. I called him back the next day and I'm like, hey. Oh, no. Got my eye on this thing. And I I offered him 20% below the price because I knew it had been there in a long time. And they were like, I don't think so. No way. Mm -mm, No, but I'll call the guy. And I'll call you back. They call him back. He said, okay. (gasps) And then I said, and I have a credit too. Can I use my credit? And he's like, sure. So now I still have money left over. Nice. Look at you and your haggling. That's awesome. I know. I felt, and I did say to the guy, I'm like, well, now I feel guilty because I feel like I really like under, he's like, no, don't feel guilty. He said yes. And I was like, okay. So I mean, if he wasn't happy with it, he would have said no. I know, exactly. Or countered. Yeah. So anyway, because usually I would just go 10% off but right. i knew it had been there a while so i went with Girl, the 20 i'm nice. so proud of you yeah, so i'm excited awesome. about it so i got that coming where are you putting it in the di- i'm gonna put it in the dining room in the corner towards the street facing the the lovely falling down house i knew you, you know that corner? corner yes mm-hmm. fantastic <laughs> this is where we record what the area you're talking about is where we recorded in the past, I suppose. Podcasts. I love her podcast. Not, I don't think it's over. Well, we'll not permanently, but yeah, we just she's got way a rose less keg. Than, yeah. yeah, that's don't true. Even. And everyone should stay tuned next week because we'll be sharing some good stuff about for it. Because this is our 99th episode, guys. <gasps> this is. Uh huh. So next week will be our hundredth episode, and we do uh, have some really fun stuff planned. Stellar. That we. Plus Did. a tour of the basement. People and keep asking yes, a tour of Karen's basement. That's coming. You'll see I'll walk you Karen's dining all room. The details. You'll see Karen's dining room mm. because we recorded some videos in Without there. Without the sculpture. Yes, but. <laughs> <laughs> Pre-sculpture. I love it. And so, yeah. Anyways. Join Get excited. Trial? What about my trial? Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm skipping over me left and right. Oh, you are. I have a lot of trials, but I'm going to do one that's house related. Unlike mine. That's good. We need to bring it back to the house. You guys, so it's hot in Atlanta. We got our power bill, $700. <gasps> right? I agree. There are three people that live in my house. Jacob's uh-uh. been gone for 10 days. I don't know what's happening. So we've recalibrated our lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> are y'all just sweating it out in there now? Well, 
Kind of. So we've, <laughs> we've changed the AC to be set to, I think it's like 76, which blows my wow. mind because yeah. usually it's like 72. Um, yeah. I went around and I unplugged everything, like the cable box in the sunroom, because Jacob's out of town. Like all that stuff that you don't think about, all the televisions yeah, and all the say. rooms, mm-hmm. all the guest rooms. Um, yeah. Like I always leave my charger plugged in by the bed for my phone. Well, apparently you're not supposed to do that. Mm. So I unplugged Alexa. Like going around my house and plugging all the stuff. You're being so much more green too. Yeah. That's true. Well, we'll see what happens because if that bill doesn't go down next month, what is going Do you on? Do have any broken yeah. windows? No, and they're all double insulated, and I don't know what's Karen, happening. that's nuts. Although Joe works from home, but he just sits there with his laptop, and he doesn't even turn on music or anything. Did you add AC to the basement that you previously hadn't had? A split, but that's hardly ever on. Huh. Yeah. We um, did, oh, you know, we did upstairs? add the in the wine cellar, like that thing that runs all the time. Mm. It's the AC dehumid mm-hmm. or humidifier thing. So it could mm-hmm. be that. Can you, tur- do you have a separate thermostat upstairs? I do. Can you just like turn that we AC do. off? I was going to say, yeah, my parents upstairs because no one's up there. But Joe's still. office is up there. Oh, so, uh, so I might. Yeah. Can you just get him a, like a fan? He did. He got a fan. Okay. So yeah, we're trying <laughs> everything, y'all. Because that's such a tiny little room that he works yeah, in. It is. It's not like he needs a full AC just for that one little space. Agreed. So he got a fan and he. He's sitting in a t-shirt and shorts all day, so he's... he's <laughs> you told him to sit naked? Like, yeah, to yeah, yeah. in your boxers. Yeah. <laughs> he's so professional. You work topless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Go professional. every hour, honey. That's how we're going to manage this. <laughs> Don't take any video conference calls, babe. They will not no professional. FaceTiming. Uh, so that, that's it for me, y'all. I'll oh keep my, my other stuff for next God, time. That mm-hmm. is like... Yeah. Right? Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I know. I want to buy shoes. I don't want to pay for power. Absolutely, <laughs> more hair sculpture. Yeah, <laughs> still have a credit. Okay, um, maybe I can have that credit, and I'll you'll pay me. Yeah. Okay, we'll talk about it. If you just, I bet she, Joe would like that. He doesn't he, know. I'm not telling you <laughs> okay, anything about it. Yeah, credit. this credit is her kind of like yeah. she can shop your secret. Yeah, yeah. So, through the cracks of his accounting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to our guest. All right. right. We have one of my favorite designers here today. I'm so excited. Girl crush. (laughs) Um, Her name is Angie. Angie Franowski. Yes. I had to get a little lesson in how to say it before we started. The Angie Um, part? (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Yeah. (laughs) You've probably seen her work in Architectural Digest, House Beautiful, El Decor, Coastal Living, Lux Magazine, Southern Living, pretty, and so many more. I'm not even going to list all of them. All the living. She is all the living. And I first saw your work when you designed the Coastal Living Idea House in like 2009, 2009. like 8 million years ago. I cannot believe I was just talking about that the other day. And I was like, oh my God, has it really been 10 years? It seems like a year ago. Like really. Well, here's the thing that I love about it because I just went back, of course, prepping for our interview today and was looking at the photos. And I think that if you... If Coastal Living like republished that mm-hmm. entire house front mm-hmm. to it's pretty like, timeless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It would no one would yeah. know that it was. No, 10 I feel years old. I feel the same way. Agree. Yes, I love that house. So pretty. Mm-hmm. And and here's another. Okay, well, so I, ha- I want to sort of describe your work a little bit. I would definitely say that um, you've got a streak of modern, mm-hmm. but yet all of your rooms have a ton of vintage 
like found mm-hmm. kind of flea market, you know, flea market mm-hmm. objects. And you love the color. Lots you of said color, that purple is your neutral. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's sort of, it, it, it definitely is. I go through phases where I use purple a lot and then I don't use it so much and then I'll go back to it. But I've had people ask me that. I'm like, it's like gray for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and yeah. deep purple. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. It just mm-hmm. comes. I feel like it's not, people are, purple's one of those that you definitely shy away from, like in general. So. Yeah, I think I think color in general is very intimidating mm-hmm. to people, but purple is definitely way up on the but list. purple, you know, it's sort of not masculine or feminine when mm-hmm. you think about it. Like, I no. feel like I could sell my husband on something purple. Yeah, it's harder it's sort to sell like somebody maybe. on like a pink room if yeah. Yeah, the, the husband it's, is it's like, like a, mm, you no, know, a derivation uh, of blue. But yes, the, the purple is can be an easier sell, but no, I do. I, and is there I anything it doesn't it. go with since it is a gray? It yeah, is, no, it, it does works. Does it go with every single it color? It works with so many things. And I didn't like one day say, ooh, I'm going to make purple like my thing. I just. It just. It just it. naturally. Yeah, I just sort of have always <laughs> gravitated to it. I mean, love, I love all colors. I go yeah. and I go through when people ask me, like, what's your favorite color? For a long time, I would say purple or turquoise, which are still definitely up there. But now I just, I love them all. So it's really hard for me. I'm going through a big yellow phase right now. Oh, yeah. What um, shade of yellow? Mm-hmm. Um. More like Mexican, sort of like warm yellow, like the stripe on the road. Not kind of, mm-hmm. yeah. Like not saffron-y. so much, not so much the green yellow, but more, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like um, a gold, huh? mm-hmm. but I love them all. <laughs> well, here's another thing that I love too. I feel like all of your rooms feel, feel very beachy, but yet there's there's not an anchor. There's like uh, not no, a stripe. No there's true. no beach landscape. There's no watercolor yeah. palette. A lot of them are beach houses. Yeah, Some of them, yeah, yeah, probably no, not quite even half though. Actually, mm-hmm. probably two or three or four, maybe, or close to the water, mm-hmm. even if it's on the intercoastal and not on the water. But um, yeah, I think I always like my work to. I just gravitate towards. I think I've said before, sort of like a casual modern. Mm-hmm. Um, I like for spaces to feel really comfortable and inviting, but chic at the same time. I don't. I'm not. I don't do a lot of super formal spaces yeah so how do you infuse so much texture i feel like every image of yours i'm i'm trying to dissect and be like how did she layer all this texture in it's i mean it it's sort of a balance thing for me and it just sort of comes intuitively so i can you know be putting together a space and think okay if we've got you know glass and we need some wood and we've got this really textured fabric so maybe we need a linen or a silk or you know um even when it comes down to the accessories and the artwork and, um, you know, it's always sort of the same thing with color or same thing with, you know, people really are always like, oh, mid-century modern, you do a lot of mid-century modern. Like I've been collecting 20th century stuff since I was in college. I yeah. mean, I, you know, sort of before it became this like big thing, but, and I do, I'm probably a modernist at heart, but I love to mm-hmm. mix all sorts of styles and periods and textures and colors and fabrics and, um, I think those those are the sort of spaces that I always gravitate to when I look at someone's home and think, ooh, you know, they've traveled the world and they've, you know, acquired all of these amazing pieces that they've put together in their house. Those mm-hmm. are always the spaces that inspire me. So that's yeah. kind of what I gravitate to. Back to the coastal living house. Yeah. Um, I felt like there were a lot of things in there that were, I'm not going to say done on the cheap, like really good tips for people to do things in affordable manners, mm-hmm. in an affordable way. Like for instance, painting the walls to look like it was wallpaper, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Are you talking about the staircase? Yes. So let me tell you an interesting story. So that whole that whole 
the house is a very interesting story. So um, Lindsay Beardman called and asked me if I would do the cottage living idea home. And I wasn't, I wasn't really, well, I had had one piece published in House Beautiful, but I actually started out as a graphic designer. I went to graduate school at the Portfolio Center right over here on <laughs> Bennett Street. Um, and so I was sort of transitioning from graphic design into interior design. So anyway, he called and asked me to do the house and I said, sure. And then a couple of weeks later, we went to Italy um, for my mom's 60th birthday and oh, wow. my whole family. And literally the day we were flying back, my aunt was with us and she flew back a day early and she called us and said, yeah, don't come home. Like the economy is is in the, you know what? So we all were like, oh my God, you know? So we come home and everybody's work had just sort of stalled. Uh-huh. And so we think we're, the whole team is like working on this idea home. And we hadn't started designing, but we were, um, it was gonna be in this neighborhood and we were having all these meetings. And then all of a sudden, Cottage Living folded, the magazine folded. We're like, well, so much for that project. <laughs> and then um, a couple of weeks went by and they came back and said, actually, we are going to do it, but we've done all the shuffling around and we're moving Lindsay Beerman from Cottage Living to Coastal Living. And so now it's going to be the Coastal Living Idea Home. But mix in the development that was going to do it is no longer going to do the house. So we have to find a different house in a different neighborhood and a different builder and all of this, which took a couple of months. Mm-hmm. And so as it turned out, it ended up being a better house in a better neighborhood. The builder was amazing. It was one of the best projects I've ever done. I mean, we just had the best time and everything went off so smooth. Oh, totally. <laughs> Except that we had to start. We still had the same deadline, but we started three months later. Yeah, the deadlines don't move. Yeah, the deadlines <laughs> don't move. Um, but it ended up being an ion. And it was this, but my whole, I'm not always a big fan of sort of show houses or idea homes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, they give you sponsors and, mm-hmm. and all of that. So my whole concept when I went into it was, I want this house to look like somebody's hired me to do it. Like it's a client, not a show house. Mm-hmm. I don't want somebody to walk into this house and think, oh, it's just another typical show house. Mm-hmm. So that and, and, was well, my goal mind, from the, the very difference? beginning. Um, I just didn't want it to feel so matchy. Like you could tell like everything was from just two or three places. Or And so I, I specifically mm-hmm. said to them, like, I want to be able to incorporate, you know, vintage pieces, antique pieces, found pieces, whatever. And mm-hmm. they, they're very strict about it. They give you like a very tiny budget out of side of, outside of who the sponsors are. And mm-hmm. then she actually said, I think you can have one other lamp, maybe two, mm-hmm. I can't remember one or two other lamps besides Circa. You can have two other pieces of furniture, three or whatever besides Lee, mm-hmm. you know, something right. like that. Like it was very specific. Um, and so, and the budget was so small and it was after the recession. So we were having a really hard time getting people to donate things. The budget was very, very tight. And mm-hmm. so a lot of those little rattan pieces, I mean, I'm talking, I pulled those out of like the jankiest little thrift stores you've ever seen in Charleston. <laughs> I was like, wait, what's underneath that pile over there? Um, so, but that staircase was interesting because it was supposed to be a Colin Sun wallpaper. And um, they said they would donate that along with a powder room. It was two different papers. And the powder room wallpaper came and the the mm-hmm. staircase did not. And we were like, what's going on? They're like, oh, sorry. I think maybe they didn't include it because of everything that's going on with the economy. Literally wow. at the last minute. And I was like, okay, what now am I what? supposed to do now? So um, a friend of mine turned me on to an artist and I went and, um, Whitney Crabb, and I went and met with her and she's an amazing artist. And I sort of showed her the wallpaper and I said, I don't want it to be exactly like this, but this was sort of the original concept. Do you think you could, you know, and she basically free painted a mural in that stairwell and it was not, I mean, she, 
you know so what? you're saying it's I not a DIY project. No, <laughs> it's definitely not a DIY. No, um, and I'm trying to think back. I don't think that she even charged us, and she was there for easily a week and a half. I wow. think working on it just because it was the show house, so she was willing to do it for us. Um, but it wasn't stenciled. I think there was a comment and I that it was stenciled. It was not stenciled. I yeah, mean, that's she, maybe where I got my delusion because I was yes. like, oh, it was stenciled. She, I could do that. Yeah, she came <laughs> back to me and was like, um, that is not, I was like, I don't know why they put that in there. Um, did it list her wrong, in, the, in the... It did, but okay. I think it said that it was a stencil and it wasn't, it was, uh-huh. it was painted. And she did a couple of, you know, smaller paintings for me to approve before she started. But it was one of those you know, we're at the beginning, you're thinking, oh, great, we don't have the wallpaper. So now what do we do? This yeah, thing right. has to be done in three weeks. And as it turned out, it was so much better than I could have ever imagined by having her go in and paint it. It was just, <laughs> yeah, it was it was gorgeous, but it was not a DIY. Fine. <laughs> oh, my whole topic. That doesn't, mean, that doesn't mean that you couldn't figure out a way to, you know, achieve that. Well, we found way, out but... on the retained tables, digging, yeah. digging in stores. Oh, yeah. See? It was a great project. And the Coastal Living team showed up to photograph it and they walked in. I mean, we had all the books in place we had and they're like, um, what's going on here? The house is complete. And we were like, yeah, you gave us a deadline and we finished it. And they said, yeah, that never happens. Really? <laughs> wow. And I were like, really? I mean, we had no idea. we had never done this <laughs> yeah. before. We were like, you told us that you all were showing up this day and this is when everything had to be completed. And so we did. <laughs> and they were like, no, really? Like, really, they're still working on the bathrooms. There's no floor. Like, that's what we normally walk into. <laughs> but that was a so. huge project to do so early in your career. Was it that- was a mm. huge project to do. I mean, I... Yeah, I, I picked out every, to the point where I changed the original plan of the house. Like I went in and said, I want to do all these bookshelves here and this is what I want the kitchen to be. And the builder was like, well, that's not what's in the plan from historical concepts. And I was like, well, that's that's what you're that's doing. What, that's what I think we should do. Um, <laughs> so no, it was, but I I loved it. It was, yeah. it was super exciting. And then Lindsay called me a couple of years, maybe, no, it was probably four years later, four or five years later and asked me if I would do a show house for Southern Living. And I can't remember if it was going to be in Bluffton maybe. Um, and at the time, I, did, I didn't have time to do it when he called me the next time I was too busy. But I also said, I'm going to be honest, the first one was so good. I don't want to jinx it. Like, I don't want to walk into something. That, and they you are know, a lot of work. They are a lot of work. Yeah. We just had the best experience. It was great. And you, yeah. it's, I was reading um, another published piece, another published house, and it sounds like that probably got you a lot of other business. The, the, the other, um, oh God, it was a... Beach house in house and home, I believe. Was it like the Darius Rucker house? Oh, maybe, but that was, oh, yes, yes, Someone yes. went and saw the idea I got, house. And- well, I got, yes, I got, um, I got that job from this job. Yes. So you were at the mm-hmm. show house and met. Well, it was the client. very, actually the show house was closed and they set up a day where you could come and buy items out of the house. So the woman who bought the house purchased, I think like 50 or 60% of the things out of the house. And then whatever's left, they open up a Saturday and people can come in. And so um, I was, I wasn't there the whole day, but I went in the afternoon and my friend Hayne walked up to me and she said, um, yeah, Darius Rucker's wife is here and she really loves, you should go talk to her. She really loves the house. And so I went up and we started chatting and she said, we're building a house and would you mind coming to look at it? They just started. And so I said, sure. And so I went over and looked at it and she sort of picked my brain. And, but was it, what was interesting was that it had completely seeing this had made her change, you know, the entire look of her house. Like she originally thought she wanted dark floors and more gray. And then she decided she wanted light floors. And so she said, I want you to come over and tell me what you think, you know, about some of the selections that she was looking at. Um, and so I did, and then about a year went by and I had, I didn't hear from her. And then she called me a year later and said, okay, we just moved in. 
you have to come to our house. Like you have to like come and decorate the whole thing. It was pretty empty. There was like a sofa and like Mm -hmm. some dining chairs, I think. And that was it. And so I did. And we started working. She's lovely. I adore her. I talked to her all the time. And, um, but we started working together and she said, you know, the reason I didn't call you back sooner was because I love your work, but it made me nervous because I'm scared of using that much color. Mm. (laughs) And she's a very, like, she likes black and she likes white and she likes gray. And um, and I said, then we don't have to do, we don't have to go in and paint all your rooms a different color and put wallpaper everywhere. And, you know, your house can be more about the art and the objects and the, you know, because it's beautiful architecture. And um, so, yeah, that was a really, that was a great (laughs) job, but that started from that. Yeah. And you, Mm -hmm. I think I read that you guys pulled sort of the palette out of that piece of art, the bottle cap art. Yes. Yeah, so when piece. I got the Coastal Living ID home, the very first thing that I did was I called um, Molly Boatwright. And she goes by Molly B. Wright, Molly Boatwright. And so um, I said, I, re- I want to commission you to do a piece for this for this house. And usually she would do portraits at that time of, of you know, she'd done like Venus to Milo, but she would also do like a famous person. Or And so I said, I don't want it to be a specific person. And so I had been researching like Matisse and sort of all these different styles. And um, I said, I want it to be like a woman with a turban. And so anyway, so that's what we came up with. And then um, Beth saw that and loved it. And then went to Molly's studio and got, um, she had a Buddha that she had happened to make that wasn't, usually she would just do commission pieces at the time. And she did this Buddha just because she wanted to. And it is probably one of my favorite pieces that she's done, if not my favorite one. And she scooped it up pretty quick. One of the houses that I saw recently, I mean, this was probably a year ago, I guess, but um, it was in House Beautiful Mm -hmm. and it was, I think, on Kiowa. And there was so much like 80s furniture in there. Maybe not Mm -hmm. so much, but there were some 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 Mm -hmm. 80s pieces in there. And Mm -hmm. I just kept thinking, I cannot believe she's using that weird marshmallow chair, but it looks so good. Is this the one with the vintage chairs with the Brunswick and V fabric yeah. that you bought? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, that story's a good one. I felt mm-hmm. like it was just such, I, you know, I, th- I think sometimes when you're flipping through, like, as much as I love, like, all of the magazines, sometimes you flip through and it feels very, like, okay, mm-hmm. I've seen yeah, this, yeah, yeah. you know. And mm-hmm. I just remember seeing, I think that first page was the dining room with mm-hmm. the um, pink walls. Porter mm-hmm. Tele- it's the, oh, it's the paneled walls it's with the Porter the Tele- silk. And, and the, yeah, I just remember thinking, fabric like, with that, oh. yeah, with that antique wallpaper. Yes. Just blew yeah. my mind. Really, there was nothing like it that I had ever seen. Yeah. I mean, so I do comes, really, I, I, I spend a lot of time with every single job that I have. I do a lot of research up front. I always want... I always want my work to feel original, but I want their home to feel original. Like I don't want everything to feel the same. Um, And I'm always excited about new things. I mean, I'm sort of obsessed with what I do. So I'm constantly trying to grow and find new designers and new artists and new, you know. Um, So that house, um, I think she had seen, I think she called me because she had seen I, pub- I designed my mom's house when she moved to Charleston. It was in House Beautiful. I can't remember. I think there, I feel like there was a specific thing that she had seen. I think it was that house, and she called me. Um, so this is their vacation home. But when I first went over there, I think they bought it furnished or semi-furnished, but it was just like all that old like rental stuff, and right. she sent it to you know, Habitat for Humanity or something. Um, so there wasn't much in there. She, I think, brought with her a couple of Varellan sofas that were floating around in the house, and then she had this wallpaper. Um, Which was panels. Panels. Mm -hmm. And she had found them um, at an estate sale in Pennsylvania. They came out of some steel magnets house and they were painted in the 20s. And so she fell in love with them. She had no idea what she was going to do with them. So she just held on to them. And so she had had someone make these plywood boards that they Velcroed the panels to them. And she just had them 
like sort of around the house. And so she said, what, we have these great panels. Do you, you know, I can always ship them back to Pennsylvania, but do you think we could use them? What would we, how would we use them? Would we frame them or put a couple in a room? And I just immediately turned around and said, no, they're going to go in your dining room. Like I need to get my <laughs> wallpaper hanger over here right away so that she can measure them all and make sure that they all match right all the way around the room and that we have enough. I mean, I'm telling you, we were short like this much and it's over on like a little, six inches, like on a little sidewall that you would never see. Wow. Um, that's yeah. And of course like they didn't go, it was a very tall ceiling. So they didn't go floor to ceiling. So I just put up a chair rail and big molding. Um, Which I thought that was brilliant yes, too. It yeah. looks perfect. Yes. It was amazing. And so then when we had our first, um, there were two things that, so she did the wallpaper and then right before we had our first, she flew down and we had our first big concept meeting. I was going to the dentist one morning <laughs> and there's this um, consignment store next to the dentist office. And out front was this amazing peach silk sofa from the 1980s. It was clear that it was custom. And there were four slipper chairs in the Brunswick and Fee, like chevron silk fabric. And they were they were a little, you know, like faded and had a couple little rips in them here and there. But you could tell it had all been custom made in the 80s. And I literally was like, yeah, can we hurry up this dentist appointment? Because there's this furniture next door that I have to go <laughs> and like procure for a client. And so I took a picture of it and I called her and it was like, it was so cheap and like a few hundred dollars for all of it. And so I called her and I said, I have no idea. She's one of those great clients that she's creative. She's an artist and, um, Would trust I said, you. yeah. And I said, I have no idea. Like I have kind of an idea, but where exactly we're going to put this, but it needs to go in your house and somewhere. And she was like, great, let's do it. <laughs> so we got it. The sofa ended up going to back to her house in Pennsylvania. I don't know what she did with it, but um, but those four chairs went into the living room. So anyway, so when we had our big first concept meeting. Those became part of the house, but also um, I showed her the Portertelio silk scarf fabric because their work is just, it's amazing. And it was fairly new at the time. They hadn't been around that long. Uh-huh. And I just thought, oh my God, this juxtaposition is mm-hmm. so, and you have to get the right kind of client that trusts you to do that. She was like, great, love it. Let's do it. Oh my like, gosh. Yeah. It is striking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. She's a risk taker. Um, so yeah, it was, it was, you know. But how bold for you? I mean, I feel like mm-hmm. that's confidence. Yeah. I would, I would not be able to, I love yeah. color and I, I was, I loved it though. Yes. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Everyone has to go online and check this image out. Yeah. It'll mm-hmm. blow your mind. Yeah. 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 No, it's good. It's good. I don't, I think, I don't know. I, um, I don't shy away from a lot of things. I think more what I'm always thinking is I want it to be original as mm-hmm. opposed to, Ooh, is that gonna, you know, um, but how do you, how do you, is it a certain percentage that makes it so it's, cause it's true. You took this big chance, but I, you know, if you had done just pillows in it, it wouldn't have it would have looked like a mistake, but mm-hmm. because you like went all in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how does someone even, I don't know, take that ch- Like if I'm going to do it, it's just like dive in, don't step. Don't look back. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think if you're going to dive in and do it, you also have to feel somewhat confident. I think, I mean, I'm a visual person, mm-hmm. but I also can imagine, I can visualize everything in my head. So when I'm designing a house or a room or a space, I, I can concept it and know in my head what it's going to look like. That doesn't mean that we don't make mistakes because mm-hmm. all designers make mistakes. And you put something in that you think is going to work. And then you're like, ooh, God, maybe that wasn't the right mm-hmm. side table to go with that. Or, ooh, that scale maybe was off a little better. You know, and we all, you know, measure something wrong. or um, Those things happen frequently. But I think in terms of, of taking a risk like that or just designing a space, I just... I just sort of know 
mm-hmm. in my head that 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 those big ideas are going to work or not. So I think if you feel confident in something, then you know, take the risk. Obviously, if it's something like painting or pillows, why not? Yeah, I mean, exactly. you can always mm-hmm. change that. Something right. like this is a little bit bigger. But are the there certain rooms that you feel like can handle drama more? Certain, like maybe particularly rooms that you use less, like a dining room, or do you think any rooms game? Mm. <laughs> I think any room is right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, I like it. Mm-hmm. I have another yeah. question. Yeah. So, how did you? <laughs> mm-hmm. of, I mean, I wouldn't invest the same amount of money in the kids' playroom right. or in the guest bedroom yeah. that I was going to invest in the dining room or the living room or the master or even mm-hmm. the library or, you know, which of course that helps. You know, the bigger the budget is, the more you can sort of implement those things that give you that. Those amazing moments. Wow. Right. But, um, but no, I wouldn't, I don't really have anything that's off limits. Okay. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Good to know. Well, you went so bold. And my question is, how do you make it cohesive through the home too? Yeah. Like, how did you bring that through the house? Like, Without being overwhelming too, yeah. where mm-hmm. it's like, oh my God, it's a circus. Because mm-hmm. it isn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is that I don't, and it depends on the house. I mean, I have seen homes that I feel like, wow, every space, every room, the house is way over the top and it's amazing. It's done perfectly or beautifully. Um, I think the way I tend to design, I would do a room like that, and I would not do that to that scale in any other room in the house. So everything else is a little more, you know, subdued and not quite so over the top. Mm-hmm. But certainly that's part of the concepting process when you start laying out the color palette and the fabrics and the textures and the artwork and, you know, what is the overall vibe and feeling of the house. You know, every sort of house up front kind of tells a story for me when I start working on it. And some of it comes in terms of the overall, I'm, as soon as I meet a client and start talking to them and, you know, if they already live in the house or whatever, mm-hmm. I, I pretty quickly get a sense of, even though I don't have the design down, what sort of feeling it's going to be or what direction it's going to go in. And with this client, they had five kids. They were, she's so fun and so outgoing and she's um, a photographer. She's an artist. Um, so keeping all of those things right. in mind and she's really cool and you know it was a cool um, house that yeah, marshmallow was, like leather like in the sort of 70s chaise yeah. that's in the master that was another one of those things that we had um we did the whole house and we didn't do the master at the same time because she was thinking about blowing out the back wall mm-hmm. and putting this deck back there so we held off on that and in the meantime a little bit of time went by after we installed everything else and then we got back together and said, okay, let's do the master. But I hadn't started designing the master yet, but I came across that chaise. And I think it might've even been on one King's lane or something. And I sent it to her and I said, um, I'm just starting to work on the bedroom, but I think this would be really cool. She has this like huge bedroom with a sitting space. And she's like, Oh, I love that. So we got, it. I don't normally work that, that way. Usually everything yeah. is, is concept at first plan. and everything. Oh yes. And I go to, which I did with her too, but she was more of a risk taker like that. Like she would get super excited and just be like, yeah, let's do it. Let's figure it out. So I sent her that and said, and I think because it was on one King's lane, you had to buy it within a certain amount of time. That's uh, what it was. Uh, uh-huh. Normally I would just be like, oh, this is part of the concept. You know, this came from Burst Dibs, this came from, but because it was one of those where the sale was going to be up, that's what it was. And I, said, I, I just should put this in your bedroom. And she was like, okay. All right. That shape of furniture, I just feel like is, would be a risk. I don't know. It's just so <laughs> weird that yeah, I think yeah, yeah. that's why I was like, <sighs> I don't know yeah. how she managed to pull this yeah. off, but it looks so good. I would never in a million years pick that marshmallow shape, but yeah. it looked amazing. It, it actually looked too. really I wouldn't give that to every client. It just depends on, <laughs> you know, the house. And so, 
One thing that you talked about in an interview, which I thought was so smart, was talking about um, color in terms of value and tone and Mm -hmm. using the same value of color throughout a house. Mm -hmm. I I can't, I don't want to like read it directly, but basically you're talking about how if you pick sort of a similar value, you don't have Mm -hmm. to stay within the right color or I don't know how to explain what I'm saying. Like, do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How about you explain it mm-hmm. instead of having me explain it? <laughs> Help us, Angie. <laughs> no, let's let Caroline continue. Right, this is fun to listen You're to. letting me drown. <laughs> um, and I think, again, it, it it depends on the house and and the client. So some houses I might do, and there might be more contrast right. in the colors. And some houses I think there might be more value in the colors. So there might be different color palettes, but none of them are super strong or or maybe they're all sort of um, um, light in, in value. So they sort of tell that story when you go through the house. You don't have like one particular room that's sort of pops out at you. That's probably not what I was referring to in that in that situation. Right. Um, so sometimes they might be, and sometimes it depends on um, sort of a phase, what phases I'm going through. Like right now I'm working on a project. It's, it's probably the most colorful house that I've ever done. Um, and I think it probably does have the same values throughout, but it's um, all of the rooms are very deep and rich and vibrant. So it's an old, um, I think it was probably a kitchen house originally from the early 1800s. What's a, what's a kitchen house? So in, in Charleston, I think Olivia talked about this. In mm-hmm. Charleston, you have the, the old houses and then they have the kitchen houses and there was a separation between the so two. So they didn't burn down? A, yeah. Got it. In case there was a fire. Um, so this looks to me like it was probably the they're two separate houses now, but this looks to me like it was probably the original like brick kitchen house. And then um, the couple who lived there before my client bought it did a renovation and they added on to the back of the house and it's almost all glass with this little Whoa. courtyard in back. So you've got this That's juxtaposition cool. on the inside of it's like exposed brick and then the whole back is like wow. glass on the top and bottom. It's pretty amazing. Um, so my concept was all of these real, like it just, it's not a very big house. So, and it's their, it's their second home. They live up in Connecticut. And so I just thought immediately, like, this just feels like it should be a little jewel box. You know, when we walked in, everything was white. Um, so now when you walk in, the foyer has got exposed brick on one wall. And then opposite that is this really beautiful, like Mexican hot pink. And then all the walls are glazed. And then mm. you turn the corner and it's this really deep, rich red that goes up the stairs. And then the living room is this beautiful peacock blue. And the TV room is this kind of beautiful grass, like green. Um, with built-in bookshelves and the whole room is green with like a wallpapered ceiling. The bedroom yeah. is a little more calm. It's this really pretty set, kind of like a peach. Um, it's not quite as dark as the other rooms. But again, it has the same feeling, so sort of the same values when you walk through. Uh-huh. The so house. the furniture you're putting into these brilliant rooms, mm-hmm. is it also as colorful or is it more neutral? Um, yeah, it's colorful. Uh-huh. And I mean, there's one, It again, it always is about balance. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. In, in the living room, which is this beautiful sort of blue peacock color, there's this really great looking long um, custom sofa that we did in this beautiful green fabric that sort of ties into the TV room that's upstairs. But it's this long tufted sofa and it's green. But it also sits in front of this wall of glass. And so behind you, there's this beautiful green like courtyard. Um, and then we have got, I don't know, probably like 14 di- different fabrics going on in this room. And then there's an open breakfast room that's right next to it. But then we have this really great vintage sort of Danish club chair that has this fuzzy, like off-white sort of just fabric that's all about the texture mm-hmm. and not about the color. So for me, it's always about 
balance, you know. And then the drapes are this beautiful, really pale sort of cream linen with this little gold sort of thread running through it. So is there a lot of um, pattern or just a lot of color? Both. There's pattern too. Okay. <laughs> now the walls are just color. Right. Like I literally Solid. wanted this jewel box when you walk in of you just go from color to color to color and then mixed in with that is, is pattern. Is the trim a contrast or is there trim? There's no trim. No trim. So there's no trim anywhere. And they even did, which I just built a house and I had the same thing in my house. Um, they have museum walls. So you go down and there's no baseboards or anything. There's just a reveal, about a half inch reveal from the bottom of the wall to Is the that floor. a trend you're seeing? The, no. no trim? Okay. Mm-mm. It really just depends on the architectural style. Like uh-huh. I just built a house that's really modern. So I did that in my house. Um, but you would only see that in, in much more modern architecture. Um, so because they built this addition onto the back that's all glass any of the areas that do have walls that aren't glass you have this reveal that goes around so there's no there's no trim work one thing that i feel Mm -hmm. like you do a lot is you have very unusual light fixtures Mm -hmm. like what what is that about why should we have fancy light fixtures i also think you don't buy anything (laughs) new when it comes to lamps but i don't what none of your lamps are new Not very many of them, although, no, not very many of them, although I have an amazing client in Austin and we just got back from there, my photographer and my design assistant and I flew down there to photograph the house because we started on a couple years ago. Um, And it was funny. We walked it. Their house is so awesome and they are the most, I just, I love them. And we walked into the master bedroom and I'd forgotten. I was like, oh yeah, those are Bunny Williams lamps on her bedside table. And I do usually use, but she also has Christopher Spitzmiller lamps too. Um, But I do tend to do a lot of vintage lamps. Um, she does. Is that like that new lamps? Wh- like what? Is that a budget thing? Is it just no? It's under- because unique? I just love the vintage shapes. lighting. I think I feel like if you get the right vintage lighting, you know that not everybody else is going to have it. Again, it goes back to the originality piece of it, probably. You yeah. know. Um, so now, of course, even when I did the when I did the room at the Southern Style Now House, I used Chris, Christopher Spitzmiller lamps. And there as well. And we did custom red silk custom shades on them. Um, so I love, you know, there are some new lamps that I definitely love and new light fixtures. If I'm going to get new lighting, a lot of it tends to be from Urban Electric or, um, but I just have always been drawn to to vintage and antique uh-huh. lighting, mostly vintage. Yeah. Where do you like to shop online? Give us all your secret haunts so that we can oh buy all God. the good stuff. I have some <laughs> of them that I couldn't even remember. I mean, I like go down those wormholes like everybody else. I'm like, ooh, what is that? And then I immediately bookmark it and, and save it. And sometimes I have to go th- and I have everything categorized. So I have to go back and look through, oh, what was that one company that was in London that I found that one time? Mm-hmm. And I have it bookmarked under lighting or I have like international sources or, you know. Um, obviously, the go-tos are, you know, first dibs. I've been shopping first dibs for a gazillion years and I love them. Um, so that's probably always my first sort of online resource. Mm-hmm. But then... Every I feel like nowadays everything's online. Mm-hmm. So if I'm, you know, I was just on the George Smith website the other day because, you know, I live in Charleston and I can't just walk out my door and go shop at, um, at all of these places. So um, there's mm-hmm. a, a, a lot yeah. that I would, you know. Um, I always feel like that's hard with scale, you know. I, or it feels harder to plan scale-wise even with measurements. So Oh, when you're shopping yeah, online. Yeah, like if I was like this is a cool chandelier. Okay, it says it's this. Now I can Yeah. It's yeah. Just if you can imagine. take things on floors and tape like mm-hmm. in a certain way, but there's mm-hmm. some things like that that I, you know, you trust and hope. Mm-hmm. Well, you also when you're looking at lighting and they tell you the chandelier is 
you know, 34 inches, sometimes they'll say, you know, not including the, the, the rod or the, or the chain, rod or, or, the mm-hmm. chain or whatever. Sometimes they don't. And then we have to contact them and say, or just the other day I selected a coffee table and it said that the coffee table was 31 inches high. And I sent it to my design assistant. And I said, clearly this coffee table is not 31 inches high because that would be a dining table. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so can you contact the dealer and find out how, and I'm probably 18 or 17 or whatever. Um, but just to make sure, you know, um, so yeah, it can be a lot of times I'll have clients say, well, how do you know if it's um if it's a vintage piece, a chair or a sofa, and they'll say to me, like, well, how do you know it's comfortable? And some of those pieces I know because I've been working with them for so long and I know these different 20th century designers and what their furniture is like and how well it was made. And even if we have to redo the cushions or, you know, um, I mean it's always nice if you can sit in something, but a lot of those pieces I've been using for long enough that I know if they're comfortable right. and who the designers are. If someone was building or, you know, buying a beach house, decorating a beach house, Mm -hmm. they wanted it to look beachy, Mm -hmm. but they didn't want it to look kitschy. You don't need a sign that says beach this way. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Maybe they do. But Mm -hmm. what what would your advice be like with how to keep it appropriate, but not like themey? But not themey. I mean, I think a lot of times with beach houses... I don't know. I think probably the go-to is that people feel like everything has to be navy and white or Mm -hmm. that you have to have those typical themes of sailboats and anchors and seashells. And don't get me wrong. I love a good seashell. Like (laughs) I'm sort of obsessed with, with shells. I love all of that, but, um, but not used in probably the typical way. Mm -hmm. So I think for me, I would say just kind of go out of the, the norm and what you usually see, because to me, when I think about the beach, I look at, and I think of colors like sand and pink and yellow from the sun or, um, you know, green from the environment that's around you Mm -hmm. or blue from the water. Like, I don't just think of the typical sort of nautical colors. I sort of think more about the environment and what's around you. And I think that would also, it would be different. Um, I might think of that color palette differently if I was in the Northwest doing a house in Washington versus doing a house in Florida, the Mm -hmm. Bahamas, or even in Charleston. True. Um, you know, they might be a little deeper and richer up there versus a little more bright. And well, if you think of color of fish, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, tropical yes. fish. I mean, all- that's really, if you look, really, if you, if you, if you look out into nature and the environment, I mean, oh my gosh, the colors are just, you know, nobody does it better. You look at flowers and fish right. and all that's of that true. and you think, oh my God, you know, it's mm-hmm. everywhere around you. But that's what I would probably say is just try to, you know, go outside of your comfort zone a little bit and look around <laughs> you and think about you know, how you could do a palette that's maybe a little bit different, but that okay. still feels, you know, airy and inviting and sort of sunny and, you know, like you live on the coast. How do you make them durable? Because it sounds like a lot of these are family-friendly homes. Mm-hmm. Um, we do. I, sometimes we do. Obviously, outside, we always use outdoor fabrics. Sometimes inside, we've done some indoor fabrics. I don't tend to use a lot of silk. Um Every once in a while, we might have like some side chairs or something that we do um, in a silk fabric. But, and a lot of times what I tell people really is, unless you want a whole house that's covered in plastic, you'd need to have your furniture treated. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do have a lot of families with with children. So we have a company that we hire and they come over and we either have it treated before it's delivered or after it's delivered and they can do rugs, furniture, pillows, 
even outdoor furniture. Um, and then they give you a kit with all these little like cleaning products. And if you spill something and then if you can't get it out, you can call them and they'll come back for free. So that's what we really do is, and I do think about, you know, the texture, like I said, I don't use a lot of silk or anything that's too sort of dainty or right. formal. Um, so do they, sp- like, is it a spray? Like, what is this that they're, it's like a car wash. I'm just kidding. <laughs> You know, I'm know. trying to think if it is a spray because I never watch them when they do it. I think I've only been at one Are house sure and they've they done it. Are you sure they actually do something? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they do. Uh, does it make, just like red wine, like. Kind of, it sits, what it does is it cre- it allows things to sit on the surface. Like it puddles and doesn't. Okay, mm-hmm. got it. Now, over time, if you didn't ever get to it. Yes. It would eventually. Right. Yeah. But it really does work. I have a client in, um, and actually we didn't use this company. I have a client in Ponte Vedra in Florida and we did this beautiful rug from Stark Carpet and I called them and said, you know, she's got three little kids, one of them is a toddler, we need to have this rug treated, all of the rugs treated before we shipped them. And so um, not too long ago, she called me and she said, oh my God, you're not gonna believe it. She said, and of course everybody's question is, what do we do if we spill red wine? I'm like, well, it's not like people are spilling red wine all the time. If you live your life and not do anything because somebody might spill a glass right. of red wine, you're Once never gonna wanna do yeah. it, you're never mm-hmm. gonna wanna decorate anything. But she called and she said, so we had a glass of red wine on the coffee table and Jack came up and accidentally hit it and it spilled over and landed on the rug. Um, and it came out. And I was down there a few weeks later. Never. She was like, can you tell where the red wine was? I, I, no. What I color no was idea. the rug? Um, Black. It, it was. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> um, it was a woven combination of. I'm trying to remember. It was like kumar and silk and wool. And um, wow. And it was like a natural. Came out of silk. It was like a natural color. It wasn't like a really dark color um and have this really beautiful weave in it but yeah impressive so that's always my thing is have everything treated now i have some clients that the house that i just did that was in lux their kids are grown and we didn't have to get all their stuff treated they're just they're mostly by themselves right so um now is this a service that's only through the trade no Mm-mm. So normal and sometimes I'll like send me. it to a client. They're like, I'm like, here, just, you know, if you want to call them and have something done that we didn't work on or, you know, whatever. Um, no. And I'm trying to remember the name. I think it might even be a franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not in every city because the house that we worked on in Florida, we used another company that's that's based out of there. But it's good to know. But yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not like a Scotch Guard. It's something else. It's it's like high powered Scotch Guard. Yes. Mm-hmm. Nice. Scotch Guard 2.0. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So what does your house look like? Oh, yeah. Um, so my current house I just built and we moved in um, just before Christmas, which was um, a very long project. We started about <laughs> five years ago. If we, if, oh, yeah. if I really take into account how long it took me to find the lot and then get the lot and the plans and then we had to put on hold for a little while. We were figuring all that stuff out and then we started the building process and all of that. Um, and it's still not completely finished. Um, <laughs> like the decor isn't finished. The decor isn't finished, but there's also a couple things like we just needed to get in the house and I just was like, I, it's what I call pocketbook done. Like I walked in and was like, everybody put your hammers down. <laughs> Phase one is complete. We'll do the bookshelves later. So there's just a couple of big things like the bookshelves and the and there's a big pantry wall that I'm going to do in the kitchen, but everything else for the most part. Um, but yeah, the decorating, I don't. But I have lots of good stuff that I've just collected over the years, but I have some, you know, like a new custom sofa and a lot of other pieces that I want to that I want to do. But we moved in um, right before Christmas. So it's um, one story. It's pretty small. It's 1,650 square feet and it's modern with lots of glass. Um, wow. It's all cypress on the outside, which is amazing. And then it's just sort of an open, it's such a small house that I wanted kind of an open concept plan so it didn't feel so small. Mm-hmm. So it's got a big open kitchen and um, 
that whole the whole kitchen that whole end is covered in this amazing Moroccan tile that's kind of that yellow Ooh. color that I was talking about, sort of like a yellow and sand. Um, so the whole kitchen is covered in tile with no upper cabinets and no hood or anything. Um, and then there's a dining room, living room, and then down at that end, the master bedroom and bath. And then my kids have each have their own room and own bathroom and sort of a hallway. But the one I could have gotten more storage and probably you know, maybe a little more room in a couple of the bedrooms, but I really wanted a proper foyer when you walk in. <laughs> so I had this huge nine foot by like 42, 44 inch wide door that's amazing that my carpenter built for me. And it's really cypress and it's super heavy and it's um, inspired by this Luis Barragan door, this house that I went to that when I was so in pretty. Mexico City. And then you walk in and the whole, so the whole house is, is oak, except the foyer has um, this little... Um, oak floors. Oak floors, but uh -huh. the foyer is a blue Moroccan mosaic tile mm. when you walk in. Wow. So. Oh, that sounds gorgeous. It does sound gorgeous. Wait, what is it. this pantry wall? That yeah, you're what's doing? a pantry wall? Okay, so the kitchen <laughs> is this big island and then the wall with all the tile, which any any wall surface in the kitchen that's not covered in with glass or the pantry is covered in tile all the way to the ceiling. But there's a wall just to the right that is eventually going to have um, a cypress floor to ceiling pantry so my ceilings are nine and a half feet tall so it'll be nine and a half by i can't remember what that wall's like seven feet so it'll be appliance um appliance garage slash pantry once i finally get to that <laughs> right now i've just got some shelves there for the for the time being so yeah. it's, it's a work in progress but. now we had matthew quinn on the podcast mm -hmm. just recently mm -hmm. and um kitchen designer and he, yeah, he lives here in atlanta doesn't yes he, he does mm -hmm. and he was saying the first thing he does is inventory every single item in the kitchen like every whisk every fork to figure mm -hmm. out where it's have you done that in my own house yes for your pantry wall oh do you no, know no but i do know but i do know because i don't have the pantry <laughs> built yet that i was like wow i was able to fit there's probably a few things that i don't that i've, I've got a storage unit too but i was able to fit pretty much everything in all of the cabinet drawers it's just a really tight fit which is great because now I know that once I build this huge pantry wall, because I don't have a lot of storage, I don't have a proper linen closet or a proper mm -hmm. coat proper coat closet because the house is so small. So I thought, this is great. I'm going to be able to put all of this in here and I'm going to have extra room left over. <laughs> yeah. Afterwards. Let's, um, can we talk now, about a coat closet for one second? Mm -hmm. Do we need them? Because I got to tell you, I insisted on having one, mm -hmm. but every time people come over, they just end up putting their stuff on the but bed. But don't you put your coats in there? I do put my coats in there. It's full of my coats. Yes. Mm -hmm. I would I would like to have one. What I did instead was I found this really beautiful, because my four years just, I wanted it to be this great open space with this big door and it's got glass and the tile and I didn't want to junk it up with a, with a, the way the house is so open, I just didn't, it didn't work to have a closet in there. But I found this amazing Italian 1950s rattan, like seven foot tall coat rack Ooh. that leans on one wall. And of course I got it thinking, oh, we're going to totally need a coat rack to put all our stuff. But it's so pretty that I'm like, well, I don't want to put all my winter coats on there. I'll mm -hmm. just put these really cute little jackets and a couple yeah, of scarves style and it out some beach hats. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, that, so that it looks like a piece of art. Um, but, but when no, people I come do, over, they'd use it. I, I would do, assume yes, if you had a party, Yeah, totally. Right? If somebody was coming over and was like lugging a bunch of stuff, then we could, you know, hang it on there. And it is nice. I do put some stuff in there. But no, I would like to have it because now I have my coats in my closet in my bedroom. But I do think it's nice to have a coat closet where you can grab your, especially if you live up north. Yeah. So, right, yeah. and I'm from Louisville. So, and my family's in Indianapolis. So certainly you have a coat closet and you put all those coats 
Right, you know. In yeah, there with I your guess boots in my mind I always just stuff. assumed a coat closet was for guest coats when they come over, which oh. seems like a big waste of space. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Okay, so that yeah. was, I'm just no, crazy. No, I think the okay. homeowners would use those too. So that's where you put all your heavy, yeah. you know, like wintry. Oh, I did. I filled it up. But Although I just said recently that, so everybody's all about, you know, especially up north, a mudroom. Because right. you come in and you're lugging all the, especially and if you have kids, and you've got snow. the boots. And then if you've got kids, you've got the homework and the bags and all that kind of stuff. And so I said recently to someone, um, forget the mudroom. We need like an Amazon room for everybody's packages. <laughs> that's because, true. I <laughs> yes. mean, truly. Everybody well, now has that, just boxes and boxes full. That whole home project that hmm. was here yeah. in Atlanta, they had like an Amazon drop area. Yeah. Yeah. I'm truly, Built I mean, I'm not kidding. I do think that that's going to become a thing. Mm-hmm. Not just with Amazon, but yeah. Yeah. especially with Amazon. A packet, yeah. Um, well, but like yes, Instacart people are going to have like a packing room and, where yes. you just drop all your packages and then it locks because and now can't everything steal is, it. Yeah, because everything's delivered to your house. It was like, yeah. a yeah. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. Things are always getting stolen. Well, but think about if you have your groceries delivered. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, because you're not just getting like your. Yeah, we know. get everything delivered now. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Place for my dry cleaning, my packages. Yes. My <laughs> groceries. Yeah. yeah. That'd be the life I'd love to live too, by the way. I don't have a proper foyer. I really want one. Mm-hmm. What can I do? Yeah, I really want one too. Is there anything I can do? Because it just is, I'm in a, like a 20 Do you have an older house where you, yeah, where you, you walk, walk into, right the into the living room? Yeah, I've lived in those too. Is there, should I do mm-hmm. something? Because I was looking at one of your spaces and it looked to me from the photo, it looked as if the foyer floor. Floor, even though it was part of the larger room, the mm-hmm. flooring was literally different. Maybe I made that up. Maybe it was just a rug. <laughs> <laughs> but it looked like it was maybe a a, a black um, herringbone. Oh, tile. I know which house you're talking about. Yeah. Um, and did it have portertelio wallpaper? Yes. In the hallway. So it's not part. It is its own separate foyer, mm. but it's got big openings on all three sides that go into the back of the house where the kids' suite is, and then that goes into the family room, and then one that goes into the dining room. And I did change the floor in that spot. So but in it, that, that spot. would be weird to do in a well, room and like I changed, mine, it, yeah, right? I changed the pattern just... and made it like an ebony. Yes, uh huh. Um, <laughs> I think if it's, if you truly are just walking into mm-hmm. one big space, that would be hard. It's weird, right? I think to create. Unless architecturally you could somehow, I haven't seen it, but unless you could somehow create. Um, I wonder if I could build a wall. You know? You're going to end up with a fit like those weird 50s walls, which you're going to end up with. Like, like a, a half, half wall. wall. Yeah. <laughs> the Brady Bunch house. Yes. You know, something oh my God. to be said so for that. We, ten, how long ago was this? Uh, 13 years ago. Um, the I found this modern house in Charleston and I was totally shocked to find it. It was built in 72. Long story short, we bought it and renovated it. And so over the years, the original homeowners had lived there for a long time and then they rented it for a while. And so they sort of tried to subdivide it. So they had built this floating wall that went three quarters of the way up with a fish tank. Oh, in boy. The middle. And we literally closed. And five minutes later, I called the contractor and I was like, fish wall better be out yeah. by five o'clock today. <laughs> Remove fish wall. <laughs> Remove the wall with the fish tank in it. So they had a suspended um, a fish tank in the middle of a three quarter wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was a wall that said so the ceilings were not very Were there good. fish in it? Did you kill the fish? Were you inspired no, by I their color think, first? No, there was a woman that had bought the house um, a year before us. I think she had emptied it out. And that's when I found the house and I called the realtor. when I like slammed on the brakes when I saw this house. And I called the realtor and she said, oh, we're closing on it tomorrow. And I was like, mm-hmm. And so I waited until the woman moved in, which was a couple of weeks. And I stalked her and I went over and said, you're going to think I'm crazy, but I want to buy your house. So a year later, I bought it. <laughs> My gosh. Why did she sell and, it to you? Well, so she walked me through the house and um, she had 
been living in um, the panhandle of Florida. Mm-hmm. And they had one of those major hurricanes, Hurricane Andrew, maybe. Mm-hmm. And her house had been demolished. And she lived in Charleston years ago. Anyway, she was divorced. And she'd been an architect, but she wasn't practicing. And so she was trying to figure out where she was going to move next. And she wanted to move to London. But then that didn't work out. And so she just happened to come across this house and thought, well, I'll just move to Charleston. So had it been a family that was really going to put down roots, I probably would have left it alone. But I could just tell from talking to her because she said, well, just check back with me later. And I thought, mm, OK. So I would do weekly drive us. I mean, I had the whole thing decorated, like figured out in my head by the time I got home. And I was like, do we have this house? It has a pool. Oh, my God. Um, and it was built in 72. And I hunted down the architect when I bought it. And it's, it was a really great story. But um, so then I went by a few months later. And the second time I went by, she did not seem to be very happy in Charleston. And that's when I knew that I had a chance. Uh Yeah. So this is the great part of the story about when we sold the house, um, this woman, Jessica, who was working at Garden and Gun, bought it and got married and has her daughter there. And so they've been living there this whole time and they're lovely. And she Did they hire you? Well, no, they didn't, but she was so (laughs) excited. But that's the thing about the house was, is really special, especially for Charleston. So she was so excited. She brought me like a gift to the closing. She was just so happy to have it. And I was so happy that someone who loved it so much bought it. Of course. So then they decided that they needed more room. They have two children. And so she sent me a text a few months ago. It was back in the fall. And she said, I just wanted you to be the first one to know that we're going to list the house. And I was like, oh, my God, it was just weird. And um, so this lovely couple bought it. And she said, an FYI, they want to hire you. So I'm working on the house again. Are oh, my you? God, that's so yes. weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I what are you going to do differently? Than- so, and I'm not doing the whole, it's not a very big house, but um, I'm just doing the main, it's got like one big room with glass at both ends. So living room, dining room, foyer, helping her a little bit with the master bedroom. Um, but yes, she just, and she called me and she said, I don't think our furniture works. Like what? And I said, yeah, but you don't want to go completely different than what you would normally, like, we're not going to put a bunch of super modern stuff in here. Um, but we did, we sort of did an inventory of what she had and what we felt like we could take with us. And, Mm. um, and then. But how, so when one has a home like that, that's a very specific genre, Mm -hmm. how does one figure out how much of that to go with and how much they can sort of stray into another style. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, Jessica and her husband, when they lived there, they're more traditional. So Mm -hmm. they had traditional items in there. And it looked okay. And it looked okay. I didn't go over there a lot. Um, I was invited over a couple of times for drinks. I was never in town, but I went over in the beginning when they moved over there. And yeah, it looked great. Um, I mean, I think for me, like I said to my client now, it's just, it's sort of about the balance. Even when I lived there, it was... um, I don't tend to like really modern houses with lots of glass that are decorated like super expected and stark with like a bunch of Mies van der Rohe. Like that's really not my style. Mm-hmm. I like to take those ha- those sort of houses and add a lot of texture and color and layers and mix the styles just like I do in any other house. I right. mean, I might think about it. Each house is sort of different. But um, so no, so we've got some modern. She's got some Eero Saren and dining chairs that we're getting for the table, but she's using an antique table and this beautiful antique chandelier that she has. Um, and then this great sort of curved 1950s style sofa that we're getting from Hollywood at home in LA. And it's going to have this great groundworks Kelly Worsler fabric on it. But then there's some more traditional pleated lampshades. And mm-hmm. um, so mm-hmm. I think it's just, yeah, I would imagine it's like, what can you part with? I mean, if you well, have that's always certain the things, first, that's with any client, like yeah. you walk in and say, okay, what do you absolutely have to keep? Like, what do you feel like you really need to hold on to mm-hmm. for whatever reason, whether it be furniture or artwork? And then what are you willing mm-hmm. to let go of? That's always where you yeah, where you start. And mm-hmm. is it usually, you think, emotional connections? 
Some of it's emotional. Some of it is hand-me-down. Some of it's stuff they've inherited, uh-huh. those kind of pieces. Um, yeah, that, some that's of it's, an emotional connection, yes, I think. Yeah. yeah, even if, but sometimes you get people and they're like, you got this from my mother-in-law, uh, but she'll I don't kill really me if I don't have it. Yeah. Wanna, you know, can, <laughs> let's just figure out where we're going to put, put it. Put it in the guest room. Yeah, and then sometimes you have clients that say, you know, we do need to hold on to this, but we don't have to put it in the house. I'll give it to my daughter or we'll put it in storage or we'll, you know, we'll hold on to it, but it doesn't have to go in the house. Right. Um, people who have artwork that they've collected, mm-hmm. you know, and then it's just a matter of figuring out how that's going to work in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometimes you get clients that, especially if it's a second home or, you know, that don't have much of anything really right. to start with. It really just... Which um, one's more fun? Depends. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Probably both. But I do like I do like when clients have a little bit of their own furniture. It sort of gives you a, a challenge. Too. I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say. I have... Um, I have a client in Florida who has the most amazing art collection. I mean, oh my gosh, she and I are so simpatico. It's kind of crazy. Um, and her house is just magnificent, but she had this amazing, she's been collecting art for quite a while. Um, and so she has this amazing art collection that sort of came with her. So that was probably the only job I've ever done where I didn't have to go out and look for art. And then I've got the client I was talking about in Austin and they moved from New York city back to Austin and they didn't really have much of anything in that was amazing mm-hmm. um and we didn't really have much to start with so i don't know i'll take both right <laughs> now in terms of art i like, won't be picky <laughs> how do you do you like to coordinate art to your colors do you like to go the opposite way like how do you work in art especially if they haven't you know if they don't have anything or mm-hmm. i guess really especially if they do have something mm-hmm. how do mm-hmm. you you know go about the art aspect yeah i think again it 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 depends on the house and the client and sort of what's the look you're going for. And I don't, I don't like for art to just automatically match mm-hmm. everything in the room. Like I wouldn't want like, okay, we've got purple and yellow. So the painting has to have purple and yellow, but there definitely is a sense when you're looking for artwork of does that work in this room? Um, obviously. And even with, you know, if you were to get a client that had an amazing, you know, art collection, you would still be considering how is this going to work in the environment and right. what are the pieces going to be that you use with it? And, you know, um, so it certainly, I take that into account. It doesn't necessarily mean that all of the colors have to match, but certainly the style of artwork, right. um, you know, is it going to be more traditional framed pieces? Is it going to be a lot of pieces where you do more like salon style and you've got a lot of heart hanging everywhere? Is there just going to be a lot of, you know, just a handful of really big, beautiful canvases? Um, I think it, again, it just depends on the client and the, and the space. I feel like we should do our decorating dilemmas. Let's do a dilemma. Yeah. Okay. Will you help solve problems? Yes, I will. Good. I like to solve problems. That's what I do. Problem solver. This one's cute. From Allison mm-hmm. with two L's. Allison with two L's. Um, she writes and she says, hi, all. I'm a big fan of your podcast, and I love listening to the variety of entertaining and very informative guests that you have on each episode. Thank you for all your hard work. We recently renovated the house and added windows flanking the fireplace in our family room in order to bring in more light. These windows flank a wood-burning fireplace and face our neighbor's house, so I'm worried about having fabric too close to the fireplace, but leaving them bare isn't an option. I would like to do a full length drape or I like to do full length drapes on the triple window in the room and we would love to layer them with a natural bamboo roman shade but don't know if I have the clearance to put the same type of window treatment around the fireplace 
The windows on either side of the fireplace are 29 inches wide with a 7-inch clearance on either side, 7 inches to the wall and 7 inches to the hearth. Is that too narrow to do a full-length drapes on either side? Do I do just one panel on the outer part of the window? I don't love that look, but that is the only other option I can think of. If the clearance is too narrow, what would you recommend to cover these windows? Secondly, is it necessary to rec- or recommended to do window coverings on a sliding glass door? If so, what do you do? Any advice or window coverings or other ideas would be much appreciated. Thanks, Allison. Okay. Yeah, this is tricky. So she has a, I'm going to just describe it. Large family, rectangular family room. On one end, it looks like it opens to the kitchen and dining room. And on the other, the short end. Okay. So the short end opens to the kitchen, dining room. The other short end has a fireplace. And on either side, she's put in windows. And then on one of the long walls, I'm thinking one long wall has like a television or something. We don't see it. I think it's just wall. And then the other long wall is looks like French doors and a very like three paned window that's down on the end of the fireplace. Oh, wait, there's more, more okay. images. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It is a long wall. The TV is mm-hmm. on the opposite wall. Yeah, right. Like they got the TV on a table. Yes, I didn't yeah. turn yeah. the page. <laughs> so she wants to know what to do there on the left and right of the fireplace with her windows and then the windows on the wall too mm-hmm. yeah like the windows on the like the three windows next to the sliding glass door there's only like a foot maybe in between them. is that really so, a sliding glass door it's a good looking sliding glass door i it thought is. it was french doors so i say i've i've been in this i've had the same scenario before there's plenty of room to put drapery drapes yeah. on either side of the fireplace she doesn't have to worry about them and don't oh, do the one panel on fire yeah i have done that once before and it actually it worked looked great yeah it was right. in an older house and we had no room i mean the window was hitting the fireplace and then mm-hmm. the wall and we had this really great purple dongia fabric and um and it actually did work and then we had big window on the other wall um but i don't do that one panel thing very often that might be there may be like one other time that i've done that but we really didn't have any room on the other side. In this case, I think she has plenty of room to do. Now, she's not going to want to, I wouldn't recommend doing a really heavy, like, silk with lining and inner lining that's going to make them super thick. Right. I would definitely not go that route. Um, But certainly she has room, I think, for panels on both sides in addition to the big window. And she needs to make sure that she puts the rods up. She can put them fairly, it doesn't look like she has crown molding, Um, just maybe two, three, four, five, six inches below the ceiling because mm-hmm. then that will really raise your eye in mm-hmm. the room Because um, make ha- the ceiling looks, seem She taller. has a rod hung over the three window, right? See the yeah, little black line? Yeah, there's a that black line. Where? The photos. The photos are like, she doesn't See that black photos. line there? Oh, she doesn't have it in that photo. Yeah. So it's in this photo. So, so yeah, that's, that's a good height. That's about the right height, right? That's a good height. And then the sliding, I have no problem with windows around French doors or sliding doors. I think they're great. However... In this situation, her door opens. It looks like the handle's on the far right. Mm-hmm. She, it doesn't look like, and it's hard to tell. Oh, she might actually, that wall might come out and then go back in. I was going to say, if the wall butts right up, if the, the corner of that wall butts right up to that door where you're opening it, there would be no room for the panel to fall. But now mm-hmm. when I look at it again, yeah, there's, the yeah, it looks like there's, there's room. Mm-hmm. If it looks them. like the wall turns in. Yeah. So if she's got a few inches on the other side of that sliding door, I would say put drapes on that whole wall. She could do a panel at the far left, two panels together in Between the middle, the and three. one pulls left and one pulls right. Mm-hmm. 
and then another panel down at the far right of the sliding doors. How do you do a rod in that case? You do that would one you that do goes that? all you the way. You do a yeah. custom rod. You do that it whole runs wall. the whole wall, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then you'll just have two smaller rods for the two, and windows. then two smaller rods and exactly. I, I so assume... she would have to get rid of that one rod if she was going to do right. that, or that's what I would recommend. Well, she you're going to want them all to match anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I mean, assume you should do. You've got to do like the same height, same rod on yes. the two by the fireplace. Yes, absolutely. Should mm-hmm. she do the bamboo blinds that she mentioned? She yeah, wants to do those inside. Should. Yeah, yeah, I think she can do that. And again, those would mount up high, just behind the um, the rod. Oh, you do them way right. up. So yeah. same height, them, basically. Yes, so that your eye is raised up and it makes everything look taller and your ceilings look taller. You wouldn't want to put the rod and then drop those rattan shades down. You would want them to line up with that Yeah, that rod. makes a lot and of sense. And then everybody thinks your window is that tall. Right. Yeah. You know, nobody knows that you've got three feet of drywall or two so feet above there. So you do you, like an out it, like outer mount, I guess, would you call it? Or like outside it's mount. Not, yeah, you outside do an outside mount. mount. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. so if you did the outside mounts... For the natural woven on the two small windows and the big window, how would you handle the sliding glass door? The only thing I would say is um, with those big windows, you do have to think about doing something like those natural woven blinds because they get very heavy. Mm -hmm. So there's usually a width restriction, like you can only go Mm -hmm. up to Mm -hmm. 72 inches or something like that. So if that window is longer than that, she might not be able to do them and they can start to get a little, it just sort of depends. They're hard to manage. The big window is three windows. And I've done them. They have broken a couple of times and I've had to have them fixed um, because they're so big. But if it's a window where you're really... I think she's doing it more to just layer it. If she's Mm -hmm. really planning on pulling that thing up and down all the time, I probably would not recommend doing it on a big window. But if she just wants to layer it, I think you could do that. And that's kind of the tricky. If you're going to do them above the doors, you would have to figure out, I don't what that clearance is. If she can pull them up high enough where they can rest. Right. Just right above the sill. But she has a sliding door. Yeah. Yeah. If she had a French door that opened, that's really more of an issue. If it's a sliding door, even if it comes just to the top of that, she can still slide that door open and closed and not worry about it. You just wouldn't want it to come down too far. Gotcha. So it would be weird to have it on one window, but not the sliding glass door. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. The other option. She's thinking about that for light you know maybe the glare on the television or something mm-hmm. i think she, well i, she just, I just assumed when i read it that maybe she was doing mm-hmm. it for the look because people like that layered look mm-hmm. the other option i was going to suggest although i think the panels would be better on either side of her fireplace just because it really it's a great way to cozy up a room and add some fabric and texture in there um is that she could do drapes on the long wall with the sliding doors and the windows and then the windows on either side of the fireplace, she could use the same fabric and the same details and do custom Roman shades mm-hmm. and mount them again as high as the rods that would be and do outside too. mount and then tie them together that way. Oh, that'd be cute too. But I think the drapes would maybe add a little more to the space. I think if it was a room that had a lot going on, you can right. get away with doing that. But I think in this case, it would kind of cozy up it's space. It's pretty house. Okay, maybe mm-hmm. I'm weird. But if <laughs> like it would freak me out to have panels that close to the fire. Why? I don't know. Well, your but fire's just, in. Yeah, yeah, it's in a okay. box. It's and in a box. And she has like actual. And she probably she, has a fire she screen. Has a screen. She, she has, has a, a baby. Fire screen. Yeah. Okay. You're funny. I mean, you but put you, you put furniture in front of fireplaces, stools, mm-hmm. and ottomans. I know, but then, and, but like, there's not that much room. I don't know. I think I've that seen, like our our fireplace in our old house. It was well, it was a gas fireplace, and like it wasn't very deep. Mm-hmm. So that's I only did one panel because. It oh, was like so flush up against. Yeah. Well, you should have done Roman shades. Out, 
I mean, if you're well, saying, I mean, it is a new house, so that that fire, a lot of old fireplaces stick out a lot more than mm-hmm. this one. Yeah. Um, you know what else I'm looking at right now as you say that? Because I was going to say, if you look, you'll notice a lot of older homes that have spaces a lot tighter than that, that have drapes next mm-hmm. to their fireplace. But you know what I'm looking at now that you say that? Look at the hearth. Yeah, she has like six. It's yeah. raised and it sticks out. Yeah. So she may not be able if to it do. Goes, yeah, if it's raised and it sticks out that far and it goes all the way back to the wall. Oh. then that panel that would be on, on either side like of the fireplace, on wouldn't, the yeah, it wouldn't be able to go back. So if that's the case, sorry, take back what we said. <laughs> like, you might have advice. to do the old uh, one panel on the left and right, or just do the Roman shades. Just have custom Roman shades made to match the style of your drapes. So, but then you- Tie them in that way. But then can you do a woven blind? Yeah, if you still wanted to. On, okay. Not on that one, not, but on the but big one. But on wall. the one, other yeah. one. Okay, so it's okay to match that. a woven mm-hmm. blind and a Roman shade and a fabric. Yeah, okay, so the Roman shade would tie into the drapery fabric. Like this? Yes, exactly. So exactly. you guys, this is hysterical. <laughs> ah, so, that's the key uh-huh. I just pulled up an image that I emailed to my neighbor earlier today. Did you really? I did. This is the email. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is one of your rooms and it has drapery and then some matching shades. shades flanking mm-hmm. a fireplace. Mm-hmm. It is this room mm-hmm. um, because this my neighbor also. has a living room and then a stairwell adjacent and she wants to have the drapery all match. Mm-hmm. But the stair is it below the window mm-hmm. so it can't go as can't, long yeah. and mm-hmm. it's weird. Which is and I'm exactly like, what's well, going on here. We'll just do a matching yeah. room and shade exactly. and the drapery panels. And here's the image. And there this is go. exactly right. what you need. So we'll have to post this. Yes. yes. Yeah. So that exactly. So you just as long as you tie them in together. I love those panels. I want them. That's pretty? Quarter Telio yeah. fabric too. So they this is the room with the chairs you got off the side of the street. Totally, <laughs> totally. And look how amazing they are. Uh, she and I actually so we went digging for. I was like, let me see if I can amazing. if they still make this exact fabric, and we'll just recover them because we loved the fabric so much. So they do a version of that fabric still, but it wasn't the same colorway. It was like a rosy pink with, it. and we were like, no, it has to be peach. And so we were like, yeah. She's like, I got five kids running through here. It's fine if they're a little more. It's okay. Um, so and everything else elevated it so you would never know there was one that had a little bit of it must have been in front of a window where it had a little sun damage with a rip and we just stuck that up against the wall next to the fireplace because there's two that flanked the fireplace We're like nobody will ever see done that. <laughs> it's fine that's awesome that yeah awesome. that's so yeah. awesome all my way to the don't dentist. sweat the small stuff that's right thank oh, you so yeah, much so allison check guys. the site and see that thank image yes ah. we'll put it in the show notes yes. for sure yeah. and we'll link to all these projects we've talked about thank so. you you can check them out. Okay. Um, will you tell everyone where they can find you, follow your work, all that good stuff? Um, so my website is AngieRanowski.com. You're going to have to spell that. A-N-G-I-E-H-R-A-N-O-W-S-K-Y.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm on Instagram also at Angie Ranowski, H-R-A-N-O-W-S-K-Y. <laughs> Which is just as pretty as your website, too. It's Thank definitely you. your yes. y'all I love enjoy. my Instagram. I do. I love just, you know, I'm always looking at, I mean, I've been doing that forever. This is not like all of a sudden Instagram came up and I started looking at images. I've always been doing that. So now I have a place that I can put them and yes. curate them. And, and share. And, mm-hmm. You know, um, and I try to mix it in with enough of my own work. But that's what I really get inspired by when I go into Instagram is seeing all the amazing rooms and artists and art and design. And so I just want my feed to really be inspiring. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's totally you. good. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So my website, Instagram, I guess that's it. I mean, I'm on Facebook, but that's just kind of for my friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's public, but you know. Noted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. That's our show.
Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to the show. You can do that in your podcast app. And of course, send your questions to podcast at ballardscience.net. Um, check out the show notes for this episode at howtodecorate.com slash podcast and follow us on social media. Listen on Alexa. Listen on our, yes. Okay. Go and enable the skill in your Amazon account mm-hmm. to listen to the podcast. Leave us on a Alexa. review. Leave us a review. Thank mm-hmm. you, Karen. Mm-hmm. Looking after She's me. She's on top of you today. <laughs> and until next time, <laughs> happy, happy decorating. decorating.